0: This podcast is about business and personal development and everything else going on in the world. Yeah, this is the podcast for the everyday hustler
1: who's you know, looking to unwind after a long day.
0: <laughs> yeah, so join us on our journey as we become better in business. And pretty much just better people in general. <laughs> hey
1: everybody, welcome back to another episode
0: of... Off the hustle What's up y'all
1: This is episode number 9 and today we're going to be talking about Something that can be very annoying <laughs> Yep But also can be very powerful at the same time
0: mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah We're going to be talking about Questions
0: Yeah that nice question mark At the end of a, of a, of a Structured statement is Very powerful and you may think Or you may not think that um, it has such influence on how people engage with each other or how the results become where they are. But there's power into asking, a, you know, a simple or complex question.
1: Yeah, and it's crazy. In our research we're doing for this episode, I found out that, you know, for the average four-year-old asks 390 questions a day. That's like... <laughs> a question like two questions an hour or something like that if you do the math i'm like all right no wonder the kids make get talk, taken out of naps but you start <laughs> to realize uh in our research uh, one thing that we value for a long time one of our mentors uh put it in us was asking questions mm-hmm. asking questions can get you a lot farther than making statements so today we kind of want to touch on asking questions not on a personal development stage uh but mm-hmm. more on a business development now it is going to overlap a little bit mm-hmm. uh because you you develop your professional life you'll develop your personal life and if you develop your personal life inevitably you'll develop your personal professional life so we're going to talk about how questions can be used to create connections build bridges with people and also how they can kind of drive your destiny a little bit
0: oh yeah and you know for me um me personally i have continued to focus lately especially in you know what we do as real estate investors and just other um, things that we do in business I've learned that asking the right question or asking a question at the right time can be able to get you so much further than saying statements for the sake of being heard or getting your point across so for for you guys, you know, um, make sure, um, and before we dive into this conversation, make sure that you actually take some time out, give us some, some more feedback, uh, continue to follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, LinkedIn, so, you know, uh, continue to give us that feedback and on this episode, we're going to definitely speak on those many topics that Jared mentioned but we also want to be able to build a conversation even after this episode because this is something that helps us build that community that we want to um, create with with the Off The Hustle community. So, with questions, what's the first topic, bro? I
1: actually wanted to start with uh, creating connections.
0: Create connections. Because
1: a lot of people don't understand how you can actually... Uh, and I'm going to speak from a professional stance, mm-hmm. uh, build your network by asking the right questions,
0: mm-hmm.
1: by poising yourself in a way where when you talk to someone who is in your network, you can ask them, hey, any recommendations uh, or, or is there a direction you want to push me in? And I think it makes more sense when you put it in a scenario. So let's say you're trying to get a promotion.
0: Yeah.
1: But the promotion's in a different department. So now you want to talk to your supervisor. And actually, I got a better one. Let's use an example from a mutual friend of ours. Okay. Who just had the same scenario last week. They called us about it. They talked about it. And what actually helped him in his situation was asking the right questions. So a friend of ours called. Uh, He was having a tough time at work. There was a promotion he wanted. Uh, And his direct supervisor told him that she would not recommend him for it. Because she didn't feel that he had, uh, what's a good way of putting it, showed the right skills. Or uh, really, she was saying he didn't meet the KPI indicators for her to comfortably endorse him for a promotion.
0: Pretty much made enough impact to where he's capable of being able to continuously show Um, have enough, I guess like for the supervisor being able to see that this, that mutual friend has made enough impact in his performance as well as his maturity since he's been with the company to be able to showcase that, hey, I'm here, I'm ready for the opportunity to lead or for the opportunity to take on the next challenge.
1: So what ends up happening is uh, he has the conversation with his his, uh, direct supervisor Uh, They talk it out, and she gives them some feedback. Uh, The feedback she gives them is basically what we said. She actually dived into a couple KPIs and compared him against the team and compared him against the entire company as a whole. Mm -hmm. Uh, And normally when your manager does that, you just take it at face value and you say, well, I guess I'm not ready yet. Uh, But being the fact that he's a member of the off the hustle community <laughs> yep. he took it a step further and asked a couple questions uh and she gave him exact KPIs exact scenarios and he called us well he called me first and then I called Mari because you know I like to tag in more than one perspective on it uh and we kind of just asked him what did he think uh She meant by those questions. So we started out by asking him questions to dive a little bit deeper because he works in uh, HR and it's a whole nother world and realm in HR. Uh, So he kind of touched on the KPI indicators. Um, He interacts with clients. He's supposed to uh, talk for so long. He's supposed to send so many emails. He's supposed to, uh, what was the other one that I want to touch? Send so many article reviews uh, and answer so many client questions. Uh, They have a call system where, you know, the clients call in. He has to answer so many in a day, uh, in a week, and get a certain customer survey score. So we actually sat down and asked him the questions we normally ask each other. So we said, okay, so give me all your KPIs and pull them up. I know you, my supervisor said, that's fine, but I want you to pull them up because there may be something that we'll see that your supervisor may not see simply because she's working, again, in versus on the business. So we actually talked to him and had him pull up uh, article reviews, which turned out that he did he did 80% of his team's article submissions. Uh, there was only one person above him, and they sent unrelated articles. Uh, when it came to phone answers, he would actually fallen off from the last three months, but it was percentage-wise because now he was taking more calls. So he had dropped from 72% to, I think, like 65%. But the thing was, he was answering more calls. So he was still, I think his answer was still answering more, more than he previously was. Uh, But his case resolutions went down because they were longer cases. Uh, And I think the last one was his customer satisfaction score, which was like a 6.92. And I think that company works on a seven-point scale. So it was like, well, hey, you need to go back and ask some better questions. You need to ask your manager to give you scenarios in which you didn't do an article review and say, "Hey, in this scenario, and you gotta approach it with, and we'll get into this a little bit later, a certain tone," uh, and we told him, "Hey, you gotta approach it with a tone of humility, and a tone of curiosity, and you gotta ask, what, uh, what can I do, uh, to, to one, earn that, earn that endorsement from you, and two, as a performance review." I'd like to take a look at some of those KPI indicators that you had. I looked at them on my own, and I want to see where the discrepancy is. And when he asked, it turned out that the manager misspoke, uh, and it wasn't that she didn't want him to have that uh, promotion. His company actually had another promotion in mind for him, and they were impressed with the fact that he came back and asked relevant questions. He had created a report, and... Uh, they actually didn't give him the promotion, but they gave him a raise. They gave him a pay raise, gave him the responsibilities of that role. And then next month, he's actually supposed to step into a role uh, that's above the one he wanted.
0: That's great. So if you guys may be thinking, man, Jared is just told an amazing story for, so, about someone that I can possibly relate to because I may be going through the same thing or I've gone through it before Or I know someone who's going through a similar situation. So with that story, there are some great takeaways from it that we're going to dive into today. So, you know, so shout out to our friend that he knows who he is, you know, proud of him. Congratulations. You know, so my first takeaway from that story was the fact that he even took the proactive route to even reach out to ask for the feedback. Because my point that I got from that was, if you don't ask, you don't get.
1: Hundred mm-hmm. percent true. <laughs> so, and it goes back to a yeah. previous episode where we said you got. In that one, we talk about asking the universe for something you want. It goes the same way when you're at work.
0: Yeah, because I know, and I've and I've dealt with this myself, especially earlier in my career. I thought that if I just kept my head down and put the work in that it will be recognized and eventually in due time, I will get the credit and also get bigger opportunities. But I instantly realized that's not necessarily the truth in all different situations. The truth is, yes, put the work in, challenge yourself, go above and beyond, not for somebody else, but for yourself. And most importantly, you also want to engage with those decision makers. That may be yourself, that may be a business partner, that may be a supervisor, manager, director, whatever the title is of the person who is that, um, that, measuring, that measuring rod to decide if you're capable of taking the next step into your career. It's very important to engage and communicate and worth asking questions a certain way a certain type of question, asking them for a certain at a certain time, it dictates the result that you get from the attempt. And so, from from that story that you told, you know, that's what I got from it. You know, you, it's like taking, it's like shooting a shot. You you miss a hundred percent of the shots that you don't take, but from those attempts, you get something out of it. And to my next point is the questions that. He asked and that we asked him that day during that conversation it unlocks you know the learning opportunities and it improves them in that bonding that he has now with his co-workers and with his uh, supervisors because now they've been able to reach a whole different level of of um, familiarity that they have with each other they now see that hey he actually wants the bigger opportunities and he may, we may feel that he's not necessarily ready right now. But from him asking powerful questions, we're not able. We're now able to see that he has potential. Let's put him in the pipeline of improvement, and let's see what we can work with him on in reference to the continuously development.
1: Yeah, and c- asking questions in a professional setting to create connections, uh, like in this scenario, can be really powerful because those are the people who ultimately control how fast you can progress and how slowly you progress. Now there are two reasons in my opinion that you want to create those connections. One is as you grow your network, uh, and two is to build bonds, uh, professionally, uh, other than for, uh, you know, I hate to say use of a favor later on, but for that reason, uh, The part one of building your network is at a certain level, and we talked about this briefly yesterday, at a certain level, as you're growing and going through the the corporate ladder, uh, if you're a W-2 worker, uh, I'm going to start there first. As you're growing through the corporate ladder, at a certain point, it's not about your skills because everyone at that level has your skills. It's not about your experience because everyone at that level has the right experience. It's about your network. And you've built that network through asking the correct questions, getting in contact with the right people. And you have to do that sometimes by asking, who is the person to go to? Who do I need to know?
0: Yeah, so, and and, and for, and for and to my understanding, in a more simplistic uh, formation, I think that that means to me that it's not so much about who you know. It's more important about who knows you mm. and how well they know you. Mm. So because I've dealt with that. I know you've dealt with that. I know plenty of our listeners have dealt with that. They deal with it right now. Uh, And this is for everybody. W-2 workers, entrepreneurs, business partners, whatever situation, whatever uh, classification you want to put yourself in. I'm pretty sure you can be able to relate to this. Building a network is very important but also building that rapport, building that track record, building that timeline of number of conversations and powerful takeaways and being remembered from those engagements are key to building that network overall. And we kind of, I know we kind of, it kind of seems like, hey, you guys are talking about, you know, building that network. And it's very important. And this is where asking questions come into place because questions, like I mentioned, they give you the opportunity to unlock those learning opportunities. May not be about a topic, but it may be about a person that you want to learn from or a person that you may want to engage with and build that bridge, build that rapport with, so you can be able to build that network. And then it also gives you that moment to bond interpersonally, being able to have those uh, soft skills that we've talked about before and this is something that's very important to business that a lot of people may not be privy of because you know when we talk about when we think of business a lot on, on an average we instantly think about performance results but we don't think about how does one person who may not have a certification or may not have the the years of experience or they may not be on the same level as me how are they able to get s- very impactful results a lot of times because they understand that they may not know something that you may know so they're asking questions they're taking the time out to ask to using the right time to ask questions make sure that they're aware of what type of questions that they're asking they're framing their questions and they're putting them in a certain sequence to where when they approach someone and they're having that conversation and they make sure that they're aware of the end result that they want to get with that, from that conversation, they're taking the time out to form the the number of questions, however that it may be, to say, hey, hey, how's it going? I, hey, I, I like your presentation. Or, hey, I've seen that you talked about this earlier in today's meeting. Can you tell me more about that? And then going off from that, going down that whole road of conversing with the person with the questions, and using those questions to kind of guide the conversation with someone and be able to get that desired result. I know you touched on the type of questions. Mm. Okay. Dive a little bit more
1: into that because that that's that's something people don't really think about. Mm-hmm. That there are types of questions. Everyone <laughs> just thinks that a question is a question. Uh so dive into that a little bit. Tell me a little bit more.
0: Yeah, so questions and that's a great question. You see how Jared used this moment. To be able to shift the conversation from one subtopic to another, you see the power of questions in prime example. So, to answer your question, there are a couple, there are a, a list of que- different ways, uh, types of questions. But some of the most frequent ones is you have closed ended questions where you may ask a question was, is, um, is the sky blue or red? So, you're n- yes, no questions. Pretty much like your yes, or no question. Okay. Whereas, like you're asking for a specific Answer or a specific response. Then you have open-ended questions, where you're asking, "Hey, Jared, how's your day?" And in that way, it gives the person that you're asking, it, it gives the person who's who you're asking for a response from, an opportunity to express their thought in the way that they may prefer. And with those two, now with one, you have closed-ended, and the opposite you have you know, on the total in, other end of the spectrum, you have Uh, open-ended. With closed-ended, it may, depending on the conversation that you're having, it may or may not give the vibe that you're actually giving someone a limited space and a limited uh, limited options to choose from. Whereas with open-ended, open-ended gives you an opportunity to learn from that person because they may express something that you may or may not be uh, familiar with or something that you may be aware of. So, those those two different types of questions. It all depends about how what the what the topic is, and it also can be able to determine how in depth that conversation goes. And
1: one thing I'd like to add to that, because that's that's something that in sales training we're taught a lot, mm-hmm. uh, how to how to ask an open-ended question versus asking a closed-ended question, and an example of uh, for everyone who's listening of what that would look like it look like. And using those questions in the same scenarios, but getting different results is asking someone, uh, do they prefer this color or that color versus, hey, we have a number of colors. What's your favorite color and what's your least favorite color? Tell me why and what falls in the middle. So one was a definite. I like white or I like blue. One is my favorite is white. My least favorite is black. Someone that fall in the middle will probably be this. And then from those types of questions, you can expand more. So if you say, what's your favorite? What's your least favorite? And tell me why. See, when you add that and tell me why, it switched to an open-ended question.
0: Right. And it adds and it makes the other person feel that you value what they're giving to you in response. Mm-hmm. It, makes them, it, brings them so, It brings so much impact to the, the engagement from a salesman to a client to where you're building that rapport, you're, bringing, you're making the person feel at ease and making them feel welcome to be able to disclose their, their preferences that they want to do business with you instead of finding someone else to engage with.
1: Cause And one really thing you touched on earlier is those open-ended questions, uh, they help you build rapport. Uh, rapport building is really primarily built through the questions you ask. And those open-ended questions can guide a conversation. Uh, but again, uh, something you touched on that I'm actually to expand on a little bit more is all about how you frame them. So how you frame a question uh, is just as important as the type of question. So I'm actually just to a little bit more into like the framing of a uh, effective question
0: right so yeah when you when, when it comes to your framework of how you structure a question it's just like how you would frame how you would structure a conversation how you would structure an essay anybody of storytelling or anybody of engagement when it comes to communication how you would depending on if someone's in a rush someone's trying to go ahead get in and get out you know you may be trying to you know get uh engage with someone while they're kind of spaced out, trying to be on the move. You may want to frame your questions very concise, very straight to the point, be closed, maybe be a closed-end question, or if, it's a, or if you need something that's an open-ended question type, then you may want to be very limited on the number of open-ended questions that you address this person with. Because they are limited for time, they may not have the, the, the capacity to give you what you may need when it comes to a very in-depth question. Now, on the opposite end, let's say you're trying to you want to have an engaging conversation with somebody with your questions, that person may have the time to be able to go in depth They may have the time to be able to you know go around the world with you from there then you can be able to say, "Okay, I can be able to frame you know these questions with I can be instead of asking just two open ended questions, I can be able to ask five or six and be able to you know be very specific detailed within my questions." To where I'm, where there I'm able to get a a level, a deeper level of certain information that I may not have received. if This person was on the go. So let me
1: ask, and this is something I do. Mm-hmm. So I'm asking it in a way where it's really I kind of already know where you're gonna head with it. Mm-hmm. But the question is, if so, if you're you're having routine conversations, you're one of our listeners. You have a certain type of conversation with every client you interact with or every coworker you interact with it would make sense where if you knew the questions that were going to be asked in advance you create a a framework for the conversation by knowing Knowing in advance what questions is going next, that way you take the idea of asking the next question out of your hand head, and now you really can effectively listen because those questions become routine. They're they're a part of your life. I think a really good everyday example is how are you? Uh, you ask everyone how are you. The autopilot goes. they I'm I'm good. I'm bad. Uh, today has been great. Or for me, I got two feet on the ground. I can't complain about that. Th- those are that's a it's a it's an open ended question. But it's become so routine that you know the answer. So I think a better way, uh, let's say if you wanted to build a rapport with coworkers, stop asking them how are you? Just say, hey man, tell me about your day yesterday.
0: Bro, that's a good one.
1: You could you could start it with there. Or, hey Amari, I, I heard uh that yesterday was, you know, a little rough for you. Uh, do you mind sharing what you had going on but you already if you already know you work with Amari every day you know his day was rough because this client that did this 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 and this now you structure the conversation where you're kind of guiding it toward either a scenario where you talk, you guys can build rapport or a scenario where you can help him or a scenario where you can learn from him because he he handled that situation so well now you can guide the questions to get information on how you can handle it better uh, so I think build framework goes more from just how you frame the question itself but how you frame a group of questions to build rapport and create a conversation
0: right and that's why it's like it's like you actually you're you're building a tailored package of questions to fit a to accommodate a specific scenario or a specific environment you know the 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 aura of because when you're engaging, as you approach someone and you're seeking to engage with them, you can be able to gauge the, their energy. You can be able to gauge, you know, hey, does this person, is this person available? Do they have or uh, do they even have the mental capacity to even have a question? I mean, to answer your questions right now, being able to make that sound judgment and make the sound decision to say, OK, let me get instead, instead of me trying to engage with. You know, this person with a whole bunch of questions all at one time. How about I piece it up, come up with a smaller package and address it with this with this approach, so I can be able to consider their time, their you know their their space, as well as still get the same still get the same desired result that I wanted in from the get go. And another thing that you probably um, you spoke on that the listeners may not you know caught on yet is the sequence. As you as you uh, package your your your, your questions um, with the with that scenario that's that you're facing right now you also want to be mindful of the sequence of questions so if you don't mind me asking you this how do you feel about do you do you, let me ask you an open-ended question what are your thoughts on on questions being sequenced in a certain order do you think that that's something that has uh impact.
1: Yeah, I do. Uh the reason I do is because when and I'm I'm going to throw a pro tip on first. Pro tip is when you know you're going to be asking the same types of questions in the same sequence over and over and over memorize those questions because if they come out and they flow naturally, you don't have to think about the questions. You can only, you can listen to the responses better. And that's why I feel like that sequencing is so important because if you can guide a conversation, uh, and I'm going to take it outside of the sales realm. And let's say that you are actually in the realm of, uh, a meeting or negotiation, you you now know going into the negotiation, I need to ask these questions because this is unclear as to why the client wants that. So if you already have been at home and you've been practicing asking these certain questions in a certain order to get a certain answer, now you can practice that over and over and over so it becomes natural. So when you go into the negotiation, you can ask, Mr. Customer, I noticed in the contract you asked for this May I may I inquire why you didn't want it this or this. Now, see that sound closed ended, but you asked a a closed ended question that needed an open-ended answer. I like that. So, but you know the question so well that you've already prepared for if they go down Route A, Route B, because you already have the question that asks the question for both routes. And you have it tailored into your mind and you're preparing for the scenario. And this go this is this is a little bit more advanced. Than just a general question, but now they say, well, I prefer this because of that. Okay, awesome. I see that you prefer this over that because of this. Well, let me ask, looking back, why wouldn't you prefer this? And you see how now you know why they chose this, and now you're asking a question is why they don't want the other one. Now you can use that information to effectively negotiate because you've into the question in a way where you know the answer to both. As opposed, in general, someone would only give you the chance to ask one. Like you said, especially in a scenario where it's negotiation, everyone's trying to be concise, everyone's trying to be quick. Now you've asked a question that allows you to, well, I know you prefer this, and you already probably know why they prefer that. So you want to know why not this.
0: Exactly. But
1: you need to ask it without being direct, but you also need to flow the conversation.
0: Right. And listeners, I want you guys to be mindful of what we're doing here. We're building, a, we're building a house of how questions have impact. If you realize, we started with the foundation, the framework of a package of questions, moving on to the sequence, putting things in order to where they guide a conversation to the destination that you actually may prefer or desire. Mm-hmm. And then I want you to and then a next topic is the tone. I feel that certain questions that I've asked in the past with anyone, if the tone wasn't accommodating, it would actually rub a person the wrong way, or it may actually have them. It may actually have them discuss, um, give a response that I wasn't looking for because of how I said it.
1: I've always gone by the idea that a tone is thirty-five percent of the conversation, ten percent is the words. The rest of it is all body language. So if 35% is the tone, you have to be real effective of what tones you're using and how they come across. Because you can always, you can say something and say it the exact same way in different tones and it means different things. I can say, Amara, what do you mean? That shows aggression, as angry. But if I say, Amara, what do you mean? Now I'm conveying concern, curiosity. Mm-hmm. So your tone dictates how the person takes the message. And then if you're over the phone, tone is like 85% of it because now there is no body language to read off of. So the tone that you put a question in determines how the person will perceive your question. Because if you have a tone of curiosity, people want to answer curiosity. People love feeling smart. Mm -hmm. So if you come in with a tone of curiosity, an example would be a child kids annoy you with questions but they ask questions in a way in a tone that shows i genuinely want to know curiosity it's, it's like a craving when curiosity the way i like to put it is like a craving for knowledge if you ask the question in a way that you're craving knowledge people want to pass knowledge to you but in, again if you're asking asking a question in a tone of i already know i'm sure uh it's too aggressive now in some cases those type of questions work as opposed to, like if you're a police officer and you're asking a question hey do you have a warrant you don't want to ask it in a curiosity type of way because <laughs> they're gonna say no, no i ain't got no warrant but if you say it in a matter of fact of yes no do you have a warrant now the question is a little bit more and i i, I tensed up when i said it because i was like damn i ain't got no warrant but it, it the way you say it in that tone gives off a certain level of Response, response, uh, authority, and bridge, bridge building and connection making, because you can build connections in a tone of curiosity. You can't build connections in a tone of aggression. You can't build build connections in a tone of "I already know." I don't even have a word for that, but it's like the "I already know" type tone. But when you have that tone of, uh, and it goes back to a previous episode, when we talked about that childlike state uh there there's a a power in knowing the tone that you act stuff in and that you speak in. And even if you listen to the podcast you'll see me and Amario frequently switch our tones to accentuate different points.
0: Yes. And and furthermore, when it comes to the tone of a question, it makes it makes either that converse it makes that engagement period much easier or it makes it very complex to the person that is on the receiving end, because you know, every, like, and I'm glad you mentioned about body language in reference to tone, because that that visual is show. You know, someone may be saying that the sky is blue, but if they say if the body language is showing aggressiveness, if the the facial expression is is very scrunched up and it's is all in a way to where it's not showing comfort it's not showing a level of comfort or a level of curiosity it will confuse the people who are listening the people who are on the receiving end, and it's, you know this is something to be mindful of now i also truly believe that question um asking questions also gives a person to be able to tell give people an um, opportunity to tell things about themselves or be able to express what they know because people do love talking about themselves People who take time to learn, whatever, I feel that they are eager to give and share the knowledge or share the, the, the intel, the insight that they have. It's just they're waiting on people to actually take that proactiveness to inquire. So for me, and for me, it's something that has been a driver to my success in my career, uh, not just my career, but just building friendships networking with people, um seeing what's out there in the world. And that and I think last episode we talked about, you know, where that child that child like mentality where you're constantly inquiring about new things or things that you don't really have much knowledge on. That is something that is important to gaining knowledge and learning more about the world that you live in if you stop asking questions, you put a muffle on, you put a, you put your brain, I feel like you put your brain in a box. The less you know, the less that you're aware, the less, the more ignorant that you become. I think questions take away the excuses of assuming if that makes sense. So. Yeah. Um, man, you kind
1: of summed it up perfectly <laughs> right there. So what I want to do is just talk on one more subject and it was really a real brief on how uh, questions can move your destiny. Uh, and this is just a little, a little broad uh, tie-in. But I wanted to talk about how when you ask the correct questions to the correct people, uh, especially in a professional business setting, uh, you can pique someone else's curiosity in you. And by piquing their curiosity in you, they'll begin to invest in you. You always want to be in a position where you're able to receive, but the way that you show that you're able to receive something is by asking the correct questions. So if you're in that meeting tomorrow or the meeting on Monday or the meeting on next month from now and a question strikes, write it down, frame it correctly and think of your tone when you ask. Pull the person that you really want to connect with and build rapport with to the side and ask them. Hey, I was a little confused on when you talked about this. Uh, do you have a moment to expand on it with me? Or maybe I can take you out to lunch and you can you can just dive in a little bit longer. Or, hey, you mind if we grab coffee and we can talk about this idea that you presented? Uh, those are ways that you can use questions to pretty much shape your future and uh, put you in the correct position to either get that promotion or build that network or...
0: anything really Yeah, and for me what I would like to suggest to our listeners is that you know don't be afraid to ask tough questions a question that may bring something into a conversation that you may feel it brings a a sense of uh, a level of uneasiness to challenging people Um, for me in my experience with asking tough questions it has been something that has brought some of the best conversations that I've had in my career, as well as in my personal life. Because with tough conversations, I feel like they can make people more willing to open up. Because if you ask something that, if you ask a question that people are not used to, you know, receiving, it challenges their way of thinking. It challenges, it puts them, it kind of keeps them on their toes, and it actually has been a way to impress someone and where they're like okay I've never had someone ask a question or if I have it's not been structured in that in that type or in that way so I like how this person thinking let me see where this conversation goes and you never know it you depend on how that conversation goes for you it may be successful maybe unsuccessful but have but getting comfortable with asking those tough questions it brings a level of expertise that any real professional needs to be well equipped with. And that's it for me. Yeah.
1: And just remember out there, ask as many questions as you can. It's chess, not checkers, and nothing's impossible. This has been Jared. This is Amari. Peace. Peace. We almost forgot to tell you, we're actually on every major platform and uh if you guys got a chance,
0: uh wherever you're listening right now, just give us a rate and review. Yeah, definitely, you know a hey, Apple. We own it. Spotify. We own it. Google. We own it. Breaker. We own it. The list goes on. So make sure continue to support us. Check us out on every episode and give us your honest feedback because just like we mentioned from the beginning, we want to continuously get better and with what we um, provide with you with, con- with content each episode. So Give us that honest feedback. One star, two stars, three stars, four stars, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You <laughs> know, it doesn't really matter, but we definitely look forward to getting your feedback. Uh,
1: and follow us on all social media platforms at Off the Hustle Podcast. As soon as you start typing Off the Hustle Pod, we will show up. For See sure. you guys there. Peace. everybody i want to say thank you for listening
0: it's been a great pleasure and we look forward to having you on our next episode
1: this is jared
0: and this is amari
1: and this has been off the hustle Hustle.